Kansas special legislative session lasted only one day, but elicited many strong responses and wild speeches during that time. The bills considered and now signed into law provide moral, religious, and medical exemptions to COVID-19 vaccine requirements and ensure unemployment compensation for anyone who is fired because of their vaccine status. Any business that refuses to accept an exemption faces up to $50,000 in fines. Consideration of such action was criticized by Democratic legislators who called the legislation a waste of taxpayer money, instead pointing to issues they believe were in need of more attention, like the food sales tax and the criminal justice system. I'm Noah Taborda. On this week's Reflector podcast, we hear some of the speeches that define the special session, followed by a short conversation with Tom Witt, Executive Director of Equality Kansas, to debrief on the events. We start off with Senator Robert Olson, a Republican from Olathe. He compared debate around COVID-19 vaccinations to speculation surrounding the assassination of John F. Kennedy. This is a historical day. We're here, called back to session, the day that JFK was killed. Um, And we're still debating that issue from 1963. Um, I don't believe it was done alone, too. I'll go out on a limb. Uh, but, you know, I think about, you know, him and what he stood for um, and how proud he was of America. And, you know, ask not what you can do for your country. I always get it wrong, but we know what he said. And, you know, I think he would want us to stand up. I think, to me... I don't know. It's a struggle for me. I can't force someone else to go in and take that vaccination or a job. If it was me, I would quit the job. I wouldn't do it. Over in the House, a full gallery of those who attended an anti-vaccine mandate rally interrupted proceedings with boos and jeers as Representative Boog Heiberger, a Lawrence Democrat, was speaking. I know that the audio is faint, so you may have to listen close as Heiberger speaks followed by a request from House Speaker Ron Reichman for better decorum from those viewing the proceedings. We're being asked to do simple things like wear a mask, get a vaccination, protect, protect our fellow citizens from a deadly virus. And, instead, and what, what do we see now? Yeah. So instead of doing what we need to do to protect our fellow citizens, we put on yellow stars of David and call ourselves the modern day Jews. Read, read, read the news. It's there. We appreciate folks being in our gallery, but we do request that you remain silent and do not um, yell out or react. Thank you for being here. To continue to be here, you need to be respectful of our chamber and our speaker. Thank you. Heiberger argued the legislature would be better served focusing on other issues. To be perfectly honest, I am embarrassed and ashamed for my state that we're even here today, wasting taxpayers' money and ignoring other real crises in the state, like the crisis in our prison system. We've got a crisis of staffing in our prison system. So are we talking about that today? No, we're talking about something that we're ultimately not going to have any ability to deal with because it's going to be settled by the courts. And this is particularly frustrating to me because if we had all worked together, we all done what we needed to do to stop this thing, It'd be over by now. I wouldn't have to run, running around with these things like this. 
it'd be over, it'd be done with. But we failed, we didn't do it. Off the floor, Senator Jeff Pittman, a Leavenworth Democrat, doubled down on issues relating to race and the criminal justice system. He also pointed to a provision in the newly approved law that provides unemployment benefits to those fired for refusing to be immunized. This overreach was so narrowly focused. I think it was just too narrow, and I think the unemployment benefits could have been expanded to lots of things. Yeah. Uh, we're only talking about COVID-19, but we could have been talking about some of those efforts to union or you know, at least talk about collective bargaining, talk about employee rights, talk about maternity and paternity leave. There's all kinds of things why people get fired in this right-to-work state. We didn't have that discussion. And here we are opening up unemployment benefits. We should be talking about a lot more than what we were talking about today. Lenexa Democratic Representative Joella Hoy focused on propositions to reduce or eliminate the state food sales tax. Earlier this month, Governor Laura Kelly announced she would file legislation next session to axe the food sales tax, joining Attorney General Derek Schmidt in calling for reduction on this tax. Kelly's proposed exemption would save a family of four an estimated $500 on their groceries bill and cost the state an estimated $450 million in lost revenue. We had a bill uh, introduced to uh, eliminate the food sales tax. And people, we're coming up on the holidays. We know that there have been issues um, meeting basic needs throughout the pandemic. We call everybody back, and we're not getting dollars back into the pocket for families. And I feel like that was a, a waste of time that we've been just sitting around here all day. We could have actually done something that would have impacted families, uh, especially around the holidays. Now we turn to a short conversation with Tom Witt, Executive Director of Equality Kansas, who dissected the brief special session from the perspective of the LGBT community he represents in the State House. Witt kicked off the conversation by noting LGBT community centers in Kansas, like the one in Wichita, where his organization is housed, are abiding by recommendations from the CDC and other health professionals when it comes to masking and vaccination requirements. He questioned why then other Kansans are unable to do the same. We fully support, fully support mask and vaccine mandates. It's the way to stop our friends, our families, our loved ones from getting sick and dying. And it's really distressing to see so many people in Kansas and across the country reject such basic precautions we know viscerally at the core of who we are as a community we know what it is like to lose the people we love to a disease that can't be stopped the people that say it's a matter of freedom well i don't even know how to complete that sentence i I don't understand how public health how making sure everybody around you and, and, and everybody you come in contact with, how to, I don't know where the disconnect is in not wanting to infect somebody else, in not wanting to cause the suffering and pain that comes from the end result of a, of a fatal COVID-19 infection. So I don't look at this session as a waste of time. I look at this session as a tragedy. We should not be here 
the people who are here who aren't vaxxed, they should be in line right now with them and their children. They need to be getting vaccinated so that they don't catch it, so that if they catch it and they're in asymptomatic, that they don't spread it. And instead, they are disrupting the proceedings here. They are threatening, well, no, I, I don't want to go down that path. But they're disrupting the proceedings here and shouting down people who are trying to say this is necessary for the public health and the public good. Right, that I, wasn't the question you wanted to ask. No, but it? I think that's, uh, it kind of leads me into a different question. We saw people booing, jeering during people speaking on the House. We saw coughing at legislators. That, that, you know. that was, I, I, I was extremely disappointed and angered at my fellow Kansans that they felt that this was the place to come in and act in such a reprehensible and vile way. What is What are some things that you would consider that legislators should be taking up, you know, instead of coming here right now to discuss these things that, you know, you've, you've just stated shouldn't even be an issue to begin with, um, what should they be focusing on? They should be focusing on how to encourage their neighbors their, and their constituents and their fellow Kansans on how to social distance, on, on the necessity of being vaccinated to protect not just themselves, but the entire communities in which they live. That's what we should be focused on right now. Um, these Tea Party notions of individual freedom devoid of any individual responsibility. I don't think that that's what this country is about. And it's it, it's sad to see that otherwise what I would hope are well-meaning people descend into such madness. I also wanted to kind of take a step back. I mean, you've kind of talked about it here, but what's at stake if these bills are, are, are passed as they're starting to, you know, come together right now. Well, so as I said, Equality Kansas, our office is in the same building as the Wichita LGBT Community Center, and we have strict mask and vaccination policies to come into our building. So what happens to those policies under these bills? Are we going to be forced to let anybody come in and infect? We have people that work in my building that are immune compromised. Are, am I supposed to open the door to people who can potentially come in and infect immune compromised individuals who are fully vaccinated, but we've seen through breakthrough infections that people who have pre-existing health conditions are still vulnerable to the full fatal effects of COVID-19. So what does that mean for us? What does that mean for the thousands of other small Kansas businesses, family businesses, where, where they've tried to protect themselves and their families and their, and their employees from getting sick? What does it mean to them when they say, we don't want unvaccinated or unmasked people in our buildings? How is this going to end? So you've been here in the State House for a while. You've had some experience here. It's a pretty crazy day. How does this compare to some of the past, I mean, sessions, crazy days of sessions that you've seen? I mean, where does this, how does that like stack up against it? Well, in, in, in some ways, 
it's fairly routine. Um, you were here for veto session, right? Were you here for veto session earlier yes. this year? So you know how veto session works. This is exactly like veto session. Okay, it's hurry up and wait. Come in, come into the floor for 15 minutes. Then we're going to recess for three hours. Then we're going to come back in for 15 minutes and then recess for three hours. And that's where we are now. And this is this is the same grind that we always go through for legislation at the end of a legislative session. It's just right now we're in the middle of the first day of a who knows special session. On the other hand, there have been no real hearings on these bills. There's been no opportunity for public input other than the insiders that the backers of these bills have been willing to listen to. If you look at the hearings that have been held here, it, the, the people who would oppose these bills have been intentionally excluded from some of those hearings. That's not the way to get public input. Silencing opposition is not how a democracy is supposed to work. I think in the bigger, in, in the small ball of making sausage, this looks like any other wrap up of a, of a regular legislative session. In the bigger picture, silent, the, 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 the overt acts of silencing opponents of this legislation is shameful. That's all for this Reflector episode. We'll be back next week with more sounds from around the state. Until then, thanks for listening, Kansas.